Hello, listener. My name is Matt. I'm the author of the story you're about to hear. Uh, I just want to start by saying thank you to all of you who have been sending us emails. Uh, at the end of every podcast, we give out an email address. That's uh, quatchmonsterpodcast at gmail.com. And we've been getting lots of emails from uh, listeners like you. Um, and, uh, you know, we've been getting some fan mail. We've been getting some uh, questions. We've also been getting a lot of uh, what I'd call, you know, constructive feedback, you know, input, criticism, corrections. Um, and I thought, rather than, uh, you know, reading the, the, the emails that, that are uh, telling us how great we are, we just start with the ones about uh, stuff that we got wrong, you know, in the spirit of transparency. So I'm going to jump right in and just um, read the first email that we selected. Um, it reads, Dear Matt, I am not a piece of furniture. I am a teenager. And then there's a little line, and then the name Shay. So thank you for your email, Shay. I believe you when you say you are not a piece of furniture. Um, most uh, chairs I know can't write emails. Um, you know, most uh, kids and even most adults I know can't really write emails. Um, so uh, uh, thank you for listening, Shay. Um, we will uh, mark you down. We have exactly one teenager listening to us now. So um, uh, thank you for that. Uh, the next email reads this. Um, Hi, Matt. I love listening to Quatch Monster while brushing my teeth. But there aren't so many episodes. Am I supposed to just listen to them over and over until I go insane? Sincerely, Michael. Thanks for your email, Mike. Um, to answer your question, no. Please, don't listen to these episodes over and over until you go insane. That goes for everyone. No one should go insane listening to this podcast. Uh, I recommend instead thinking up your own stories, your own uh, ideas about, um, you know, what would happen to you if Quatch Monster just showed up uh, at your school, in your bedroom, <laughs> at the playground, I don't know, wherever. Uh, what would that happen? Uh, what would that be like? So um, try it out. And uh, if you think up a, a, a story of your own, uh, email it in to us. I'd love to hear it. Okay, we got one more email. It just reads, What does Quatch Monster look like? You aren't very specific. There's uh, no name here. Um, so thank you, anonymous listener. Uh, I uh, take the, the, the criticism, you know. It's uh, <laughs> not very specific in my description. That's true. Um, I will uh, turn the question around on you, though. What do you think he looks like? I'd uh, love to see a drawing or illustration, you know, if you have some pictures in your own head or any of the other listeners out there. Um, draw a picture of Quatch Monster, take a picture of it, send it in. And uh, if you want to cheat and <laughs> you don't feel like drawing a picture or, or uh, you have a hard time thinking up what he looks like, uh, you can look at our podcast cover photo, a uh, cover picture done by Louisa Berganda. Beautiful picture. Thank you, Louisa, for your talents and your beautiful illustration. Um, keep the emails coming in. We're going to move on to the story now. I hope you enjoy this week's chapter of Tilda and Quatch Monster. Chapter 7. 
Rainy Days After her wild adventure with Quatch Monster down the water slide in her bathroom sink, through the sewers under her house, to the giant mouse's treasure trove, Tilda was grateful for the rainy days at home that followed. Summer was coming to an end, but rather than trying to cram in as much action as she could before it was over, Tilda was content to spend her days indoors, watching the rain, painting, drawing, building, and looking through books. She had a lot to think about. Now that Quatch Monster had found the key to his bike, would he go home and never come back? What about the other keys? And what had happened to her new friend, Gab Monkey? This last question was cleared up first, when Tilda's mother and father finally convinced her to put on her rain clothes and go outside to play. But it's raining, Tilda cried. Her father just smiled. You've been inside for way too long. You need some fresh air. Tilda's mother held out her rain boots. Try stomping out the bad vibes in a puddle, she suggested. A few minutes later, Tilda was alone in the backyard, leaning against the chestnut tree, a long frown on her face. She had tried jumping in a puddle, as her mother suggested, and now she had water down her boots. I hate this house, she grumbled. Where are all the kids? That's when she heard a sad, sniffing sound coming from somewhere above her. She looked into the chestnut tree and saw, high up in the branches, a familiar yellow and purple figure. Gabby, Tilda called. Hey, down here! The monkey looked slowly towards Tilda. Her face was drooping and her fur hung from her like an old wet towel. Somehow, she looked even worse now than when they had found her living in a trash pile down in the sewer. Are you okay? Can you get down? But the monkey just turned her back. What had happened to make our lovable chatterbox so glum? Tilda was determined to find out. Climbing the tree in this weather was not so easy, even for Tilda, but she managed branch by branch to reach Gabby. The poor monkey was soaked to the bone, shivering from the cold. What happened to you? Tilda gasped. The monkey just wrapped her arms around Tilda's shoulders and held on tight. Come on, Tilda whispered. I'm going to take you in. They descended the tree together, with Gabby silently clinging to Tilda's neck. Once they were inside the house, Tilda wrapped her friend in her raincoat and smuggled her into the apartment. Tilda's mother intercepted them in the hallway. Hey, kiddo, why don't you hang up your wet raincoat by the door? she asked. Tilda smiled innocently and looked her mother right in the eyes. I've got a secret and you're not allowed to see it. It's not an animal, is it? Her mother asked seriously. Yeah, it's a monkey. Tilda smiled even bigger and disappeared into the bathroom. She took the rain-soaked stowaway from her jacket, laid her on a fresh towel, and filled up the bathtub with warm, soapy water. Then she cradled her friend like a baby, and together they climbed into the tub. Tilda scooped a handful of foam and gave it a poof.
Soap flew in all directions. One bubble drifted through the air, landing on the tip of Gabby's nose, without popping. Gab Monkey's eyes went crossed as she stared at the shimmering rainbow orb resting on her face. Do you know the secret to catching a soap bubble with your bare hands? She asked, breaking her silence. No, Tilda whispered. You have to let it come to you. If you even think about catching it, it will pop. Tilda thought about reaching for the bubble, but before she could even lift a finger, it popped. See? the monkey said sadly. I told you. That night, after her parents thought she had fallen asleep, Tilda finally got Gab Monkey to open up about what had happened. They were huddled together under the covers, washed in the blue of Tilda's squishy penguin nightlight, when Gabby told her story. I found Nina. She's a mean old lady now. And her name is Anita. My neighbor downstairs? Tilda couldn't believe it. Miss Anita was the grumpiest person in the house. Yes, I know. She's terribly unhappy now, but she wasn't always like that. Tilda squeezed the penguin nightlight, which now washed their faces in yellow. So what did she say to you? Gabby sighed. Nothing. She couldn't even see me. What do you mean she couldn't see you? Were you hiding? No, I was standing right there in the doorway, but she couldn't see me because she's forgotten about me. The monkey's lips started to quiver, so Tilda scooted a little bit closer and waited for her to continue. I snuck inside her house before she closed the door, and I thought I would look around a bit, you know, because I was curious, and... Oh, Tilda, she's so alone. She only has one chair at the kitchen table. One. And no pictures of friends or family anywhere. And when she wasn't standing at the window, she was looking at a little electronic device. I don't know exactly what it was, but she was very focused on it and... Was it a television? Tilda guessed. No, not a television. Much smaller. She was holding it in her hand. A cell phone? Yes, perhaps that was it. But she was poking it with her finger, and then she would get mad all of the sudden and shout and shake the thing. And one time, she threw it down on the table and walked off. So I followed her, and then I saw something terrible in her living room. What was it? Tilda squeezed the penguin nightlight even tighter, causing the color on their faces to change to a deep red. She's living with a gigantic voot monster, Gabby blurted out, and then she began to cry. I think it's the same one who took my glasses. A voot monster. Tilda had still never seen one, but from what she had heard, they were not the kind of monsters she wanted in her house. Gabby, Tilda said firmly, holding the monkey's soft white paw. Tomorrow, we'll go down there together. I've talked to Miss Anita before, and my parents are friends with her. I'm not afraid. Then, for the first time since Tilda found her up in the tree that afternoon, 
Gabby looked happy. Thank you, Tilda, she said. That night, Tilda lie awake, thinking about the next day. What had she promised to do? She hated talking to Miss Anita, and she definitely didn't know anything about dealing with monsters. She was in such a panic that she almost woke up Gab Monkey to tell her that they definitely were not going downstairs to Miss Anita's tomorrow. When her sleeping friend rolled over, a slight smile on her face, and cuddled up close to Tilda. All right, fine, Tilda thought. Even if I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow, at least I know why I'm going to do it. That wraps up this episode of Tilda and Quatch Monster. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a rating or review, and help us spread the word by telling people about the show. I want to thank Björn Leza for recording and producing. You can check out Björn's German-language kids' music at flunkmusik.de. If you want to get in touch with us directly, write us an email at quatchmonsterpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. We hope you join us again soon for the next chapter of the story. 